Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, with my son. What's your name? Colin Ryan Rieger! Wow, so dramatic. <laughs> Today's episode is with my friend, Honey Woods. We are talking about where to find profitable inventory. It's a recording from uh, last night's webinar called There is Gold in Your Backyard. What? And in it, we gave some very practical tips for finding inventory right in right near your right in your home, your neighbor's home, garage sales, thrift stores, estate sales, and retail stores. And we gave some very practical advice on actual items that are selling that our students have sold to give you an idea of just some some of the just crazy things that sell online that you can make money from. So, but tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving! Yes, and we are thankful. So, guy, but seriously, guys, one of the things that I wanted to share with you is that um, I know this is not always a happy time for everybody. People go, you know, some of you are going through some very hard stuff. And so I just wanted to um, give you a reminder. And when you are feeling down, feeling upset about things, um, look back at what God has done for you in the past, and that will encourage you. So for me, when I'm feeling yeah, down... Yeah, we talk about God here too. So when I'm when I'm feeling down, upset, unmotivated, or just not you know not happy about what's going on, um, one look at this little guy will cheer me up because I can remember the struggles that my wife and I had with having kids, and we had three miscarriages. For those of you that don't know our story, so Callan is our miracle boy. So I can look at him and be like, God, you are good. You are faithful. So look back at those things in your life that um, have went right, the blessings that you have. Uh, think about those times when God got you through a tough situation, uh, performed amazingly on your behalf, put you in the right position, gave you the right job, put you across the right person, whatever it is in your life that those things that you have kids. Yes. But look at those. No, not all of them. But look at those times when God was faithful to you. And those that will cheer you up and help you be thankful for what you do have. And hopefully that'll make you have a better day, right? Yes. All right. So guys, here's my episode with honey. Right. So guys, there is, we're going to talk about inventory. Where do you find inventory? Because that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest questions we always get when we talk to new folks. And I guarantee there's gold in your backyard. And when I mean backyard, I don't literally mean like you should go digging in your backyard. Although there are people that I, that um, honey, I don't know if you've heard this before, probably from the private label group that Jenny and I had, where there was a lady that was a create, like she was selling um, things that she was growing, like, um, uh, or things that fell from the tree, like acorns, pine cones. Yes. We've sold pine cones before at stores. Yeah. Like I remember a couple years ago, here's one of your first tips. Um, I don't know if it's any good. I can't promise that it's still a good find or anything, but at Christmas time, there would always be pine cones at yeah. various stores. And I remember walking into Joanne Fabrics on Black Friday and seeing these bags of pine cones yeah. and they were selling on Amazon. And They're on eBay. Know. Are they on eBay? They okay. are on eBay. Um, so, sometimes paper towel rolls, things like that for teachers oh, yeah. or different kind of container things. Um, you know, yes, I don't, know what, I don't know what they're rolls. going for, but there's a lot of different things that you, um, eBay is actually a really good place for a lot of that, but you can get bags of pine cones for, off of eBay. Oh my gosh. And yeah. you can, so I guess if they're selling, that means that people are probably grabbing them off of their trees and the yep. out of the yard. So there are literally, it probably is things in your backyard. That's not the point of this <laughs> webinar or where we're headed, but that may already get some of you thinking, Hmm, my goodness, there are things that I grow that it doesn't grow anywhere else in the country that, uh, that, so that that's a kind of be kind of a theme tonight of things that might be unique to you, unique to your region. That'll give you an idea of, so you may even want to take out a piece of paper as you have ideas, jot them down. We're going to give you some like seeds uh, to, of you know places that you can jump off from and start thinking through. Uh, but this is one, literally there are people that are sell things that, that they grow, that fall off trees around them because those things may not be everywhere in the world. So we're going to talk about the inventory pyramid. This is something that um, I came up with that has been used a lot over the last few years, but I, in my book, Beyond Arbitrage, we were, I 
it was a book about wholesale, but I was thinking through some of the stages that an Amazon business or e-commerce business goes through. Now you don't have to go through all of these and definitely not everyone does all these or even starts here, but the, the bottom one is selling items from around your home. That's just one of the easiest places to find inventory. So I guarantee there's things sitting in your house right now that you, you could sell that exact item or that it will give you ideas for other things to sell or sell it or that brand. We tell a lot of people in our legends group to go look at your pantry. What are some of the brand names in your pantry? Start looking those brand names up on Amazon to see if it's selling. Because for example, if you have, you see a can of tomato sauce uh, in your pantry, maybe look up that brand. And there's a, there's a company called red gold that's out of Indiana. That's just an example. If you see red gold tomato sauce in your pantry, look it up on Amazon and maybe you see it for like $10. Like, whoa, I know it doesn't cost $10. So if something that you, you know the price of uh, that you've bought before will give you an idea. If you see a two pack for, you know, 12 and you know it costs, you know, $2 a can. And then immediately you know that that potentially could be profitable. Now, uh, there's a whole, all different things you need to do to validate whether that's the case or not. And if you haven't had any of our Keepa training, just let me know. I'll send it to you. Honey and I did a webinar in August that we talked about Keepa and how to actually validate the products. Tonight, we're going to be talking about where to find products. So some ideas, selling items from around your home, consignment, thrift stores, garage sales, and then we're going to go up to retail arbitrage. And that's all we're going to cover tonight because that's where most people, retail arbitrage and online arbitrage is where most of our students stop. Now we have a lot of people to do wholesale too, but that's not going to be something we cover tonight. Anything on this? These are the easiest ways to start, the easiest places Absolutely. to start. So, yep. so these next few slides are going to look the same just because there's <laughs> so many different, I could probably have hundreds of items in here just to get your brain thinking about things. And you look at these like, whoa, old TVs and VCRs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so do you have any of these things in your home? Do you have books? I'm sure all of us have books. <laughs> we have a lot of students that start with books. Number one, because it's they're easy to find. And if you have to buy them, they're usually very cheap. So even if you have to spend money on them, you can get them at library sales for a quarter. You can go to thrift stores and find books. If you go, to, if you look for books, look for things that are nonfiction. You're not looking at the Tom Clancy novels that are mass market published. We're looking for things that are rare. I'll show you a couple examples later of actual books that one of our friends have sold. And they're weird, might be weird things that you pick it up and like, whoa, who would ever read this? That's the type of book that you're looking at that you would want us to, to look up and see if is it selling on eBay? Is it selling on Amazon? Old appliances, even new appliances could, could be fine. Uh, do you have board games sitting around your house? New and used board games sell. All toys. Now, Amazon's a little bit tricky right now with toys, but eBay is a good option for those. Facebook Marketplace. Um, clothes. I mean, we've We've bought a good amount when we were first uh, expecting Callum. We bought a lot of baby clothes off Facebook Marketplace that Melaine found brand new, like almost brand new stuff that because, you know, kids run out of stuff or yeah. go grow out of stuff quickly. <laughs> so they may wear it once or maybe they didn't wear it at all. And so it, if you have baby clothes sitting around, child, any kind of clothes sitting around, those are things that you can sell and earn some quick money. Yes, VCRs and TVs still sell, um, even if they're, you know, something old. A lot of people still have old VHS tapes and are looking for ways to play those. And you can't go to Best Buy and find a VCR anymore. So where are you going to go? You're going to go online and find those. So if you have any of these things sitting around your home, um, they are potential money makers. Any, honey, anything on, on this or any other ideas? No, there's there really is countless, um, countless things you know, I think, think about the stuff that you, that you buy online, that you purchase online. Mm -hmm. I know probably the majority, if not all of us buy stuff online these days. Um, so think about the things you look for, you know, it doesn't have to always be the brand new, you know, hot toy item or anything like that. It's all kinds of stuff. Oh, I need some, this snack thing, um, something for a recipe that I haven't, you know, that I can't find anywhere else or, um, man, I really miss this old game I used to play years ago and right. I can't find, I can't find that one or I'm missing pieces. I mean, there's so many different things. The opportunities are endless. Yeah. We're trying to give you something like Ryan said to just get your mind moving and thinking through things because, um, this is just a little more practical than saying they're everywhere. Right. You can at least see right. some pictures of here's why we say they're everywhere. So, yep. for sure. And then this is the same, same exact type of items, but 
do you have friends, family, neighbors that have this type of stuff? Because once you sell out of the things that you have and you've earned a little cash, well, now you can go to friends and family and say, you know what? I know how to sell online. Do you have anything that you don't want anymore that you'd like to turn into cash? Some people don't want to take the time to do it or don't even know how to do it. And so if you can just spend a little bit of time creating a listing for something on eBay or Facebook Marketplace, you can make some money. My wife sells stuff on Facebook Marketplace for a neighbor friend of ours that just doesn't want to mess with it, doesn't know how to do it, doesn't want to learn how to do it. And she's a friend of ours. So Melaine does it for no, for no fee, but you could easily um, go to somebody and grab that type of stuff and do some type of profit split. So it's free inventory to you. It doesn't cost you a single thing. And so let's say you buy, you grab a TV from a friend that wants it out of their house and you sell it for 50 bucks. You could, you could say, you know, 25, 25, uh, you, you, it's 50, 50 is a normal split. It can be anything you want it to be, but whenever it works out between you and your friend, your neighbor, but just literally anything that you have, well, other people have the same type of stuff that can be sold and you can make money on. Same stuff at thrift stores, garage sales, and estate sales. Now, there are some unique things that you might find in an estate sale that you may not have um, at your house, potentially. If it's you know somebody that uh, is older, maybe they have uh, you know really old uh, records or you know who knows. But these be on the lookout for these same types of things if you go to thrift stores, garage sales, estate sales. And once you start doing this, you're gonna like if you sell you know, bunches of board games and you find, you go to your neighbor's house and they have board games. You sell those really well. And now you know what you're going to be looking for when you go to garage sales, you're going to be looking for board games because you know, they sell and you know that you can get X amount of dollars for a monopoly that one of your first edition monopoly. So it's not, you just, as you go, you learn stuff and you'll, you'll start to learn pricing and it just becomes easier and easier and easier as you go. And these are some sites you can sell. Now we're talking about used stuff here. You can sell um, new and used on any of this, but uh, a lot of the stuff like we were mentioning, like if it's used clothing, you're not going to put that on Amazon, but you can put used clothing on Poshmark, Mercari, Facebook marketplace. You can sell about anything. Uh, eBay, you can sell about anything. Amazon, it's going to be more the more the new stuff, but you can sell used books. You can sell used board games. There are certain things you can still sell that's used on Amazon, but you may not even ever heard of Macari and Poshmark. Poshmark's very big for clothing. I don't sell on there at all, but I know people that do and do very, very well with it. Honey, anything about this slide or? Yeah, I buy stuff off there. I think, yeah. you know, um, cool. I think this is a good picture of showing, um, again, all of the different opportunities because a lot of times you just hear about Amazon. And Amazon is an amazing platform to sell on. Um, and the fulfillment by Amazon process where they fulfill orders for you is huge. For me, that was a huge game changer. But all of these other platforms are places that if you're starting with, um, you know, nothing, you're finding things around your house or you're finding things at thrift stores or that, you know, your, your neighbor gives you a bunch of books. Some of these other places might be a better fit for you while you're building up your money. Um, if you are dealing with restrictions, a lot of people think, oh, I can't sell this on Amazon. I'm not allowed to sell, you know, this toy or this brand or whatever it is. And a lot of these other sites have little to no restrictions. Um, and so those can be easier places that you can still sell things on. So there are a lot of different options and opportunities not to overwhelm with so many choices, but to give you an idea of that. It doesn't only have to be one. This isn't just one way that everybody has to do the exact same thing. Some people do right. more eBay. Some people do more Amazon. Some people mm -hmm. just love the whole Poshmark Mercari thing. Um, uh -huh. I like to shop on them, but that's not my thing, you know, right. but they're great platforms for people that love that. So um, they're really just a, a lot of opportunity here. And if they, you come against, oh, I can't do this or I don't like this, then there are things about the different platforms that you can um, pivot and go that direction if that's a better fit for you. Absolutely. So let's talk about Facebook Marketplace for just a second. I've I've sold a few things on there. I'm not an expert, but I was on there today just looking through. Now they and they they may have had this for a while, but they have categories now where you can see like uh classifieds, electronics, entertainment, family, free stuff, garden and outdoor. So this is just a, the um the baby and kid section. It pulls up locally. I think you can do a search and see beyond your zip code, but this would just be an idea to see like what is selling on these platforms like Legos. Some people make whole businesses of, of taking uh, old Legos, putting 
creating the actual thing, putting it together the way it's supposed to be and selling that piece. Some people sell parts. There's a whole store locally. It's a Lego store that sells. It's not associated with Lego, but it's a, a minifigure store and they sell pieces and parts and put together sets. Um, but go through Facebook marketplace sometime if you're interested in this and just look at what people are selling and like, oh my gosh, I got one of those or I used to have one of those, or I've, you know, I know I can get those at garage sales. If you see other, if you see what's selling, it'll give you idea, ideas for things that you can actually purchase for sale and for profit. And some of this could be now cribs might be a little bit harder, but there's things that could be porch pickup. You never even have to see the customer. If you don't want to just say, put the money under my doormat and I'll, I'll leave the product out there. So there's so much, much opportunity. It's crazy. So just have a look. If your Facebook marketplace is an opportunity or something you're interested in, just look and see what's already selling there. And, uh, you know, maybe this is just a way for you to earn some quick cash by selling something you have that you're not using anymore or selling a neighbor's stuff or friend stuff. And they get you some quick cash to invest in products, new products to sell on a site like Amazon, or maybe you make a whole business out of this which you totally could. This is kind of like, you know, if I was doing furniture again, I would probably focus on Facebook marketplace instead of Craigslist, because now you can even take payment on Facebook marketplace. You can ship from it. Like people can, like, I, I've never done this before. I don't know if you have honey or not, but like I could go and look for cribs in Indiana and somebody could ship it to me. It's. Yeah. I haven't done anything big like that, but it's shipping is a, is a very common thing on Facebook yeah. marketplace. Um, I was going to say too, really a lot of this is just getting the product to where the customers are. Um, yeah. my husband at one point, um, he did this a few times. He would go to garage sales and find furniture that kind of looked just, you know, old beat up, dusty, whatever furniture, nice quality furniture that just kind of needed cleaned up a little. And he brought it home, wiped it all up, cleaned it all up, washed it off. Didn't really do much other than that. And mm -hmm. we put it on Facebook Marketplace and could sell it for more than he, what he bought it for the same yes. day because yes. it's getting it to where the people wanted it. And it, he just, you know, made it look a little nicer, had a nice picture, put it somewhere other than a tiny little, you know, end of the street garage sale and mm -hmm. more people could see it. Um, so there's things like that that you can do even. Absolutely. Um, that means, reminds me of... Um... So the Facebook marketplace, you can find stuff for free and make it nicer and flip it. Do you remember from Liberty? You remember uh, the Cox sisters? Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, Jeannie, actually, I don't know if she still does it anymore, um, but the guy's a friend of ours who went to school with us. I used to fix up really nice, like things that she would find at garage sales or abandon on the side of the road to be picked yeah. up by the trash. <laughs> yeah. And she would turn it into money like this. So she may yeah. take a cabinet looks all beat up and just add a coat of paint or, yeah. I mean, this is not something I would have any business doing because it would look worse after <laughs> I did it. But some of you yeah. have skills and can just yeah. put a coat of paint to it, just make it look nice and turn something that's free on Facebook marketplace like this right here. I mean, that's old and kind of ugly, but there's got to be somebody who's creative that could do something cool with that or this or this crib or the piano. I mean, I've seen all kinds of cool things that people do with pianos. Yeah. Uh, and turn them into uh, other types of things or plant holders or whatever. I don't know. You guys are creative, more creative than me, I'm sure. But all to say is you can, you can get free stuff. Even there are, I know people that buy, get free things and turn around and do something really cool with it and slap a coat of paint on it. And now they got money. So there is opportunity. All right. Here's an example of, we have a friend in Northern Indiana that, uh, I, I, he's, he has a site and I'll just give him a shout out. It's Jeff Clark of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I think it's a totally free group. You can get in. He's got a book. I'll, I'll plug it. Sorcerer's Apprentice. He's awesome. And he's a, a genius for finding things that you can get um, for cheap at garage sales, thrift stores, estate sales, and turning around and selling them on. He does a lot on eBay and Amazon. But here's a Pyrex. My, I guarantee my mom still has one of these. <laughs> yeah. And he sold it for $36.97. He bought it at a garage sale for a dollar. Here's some other things to be looking at. I mean, obviously, you would put anybody that's on here, and if you saw this, you'd be like, oh my gosh, Star Wars 1977 board game. There are some things that may not be so, you may not think about this. That may not be as intuitive. Pretty much everybody's going to look at that and be like, eight bucks. I probably should at least check that out on eBay. The way to do that is go to, um, go to eBay and go, if you have, like, if you're at a garage sale, 
go to the just search for Star Wars uh, Escape from Death Star game. Make sure that you're looking at the one that's it's, that you're able to compare apples to apples. That the one that they that you see on the garage sales, the ones you're looking up. So I mean, you may have to say 1977. I don't know. Just make sure you're looking at the same thing, and then do filter by sold listings. Because I could go onto eBay and say this is worth five thousand dollars, and somebody might, oh my gosh, five thousand dollars. Let's you know, let's spend two hundred on it at the garage sale. No, you want to look for sold listings, items that actually sold. It'll tell you the price, and then you can make a decision. So if you see on eBay, it's they're selling for fifty dollars regularly. You know, you can spend eight bucks on it. And look at this. He said he bought it at a garage sale last year. It didn't have all the pieces. You can even buy the missing pieces on eBay. Put it together, make it a complete set, and sell it as a complete set. He bought this book seven years ago at a library sale. Seven, <laughs> bought it for 50 cents, sold it for $87.31. So this is the type of books that I'm talking about that you, you would look at and be like, German and Austrian violin makers. Wow. I mean, there's like two people in the world that might be interested in that. You know, that's what you think. But that's those are the types of things that will... If you're looking to do books, these are the types of books that would uh, catch your attention or should catch your attention. Textbooks are another thing, uh, but anything just weird, nonfiction, um, and not that this is weird. It's just it's not something that you're going to go into Walmart and see. It's not mass market. It's not you know widely published. Jeff sells a lot of records. Here's a an album set of 10 records. He it was part of a record lot. So he said the buy cost is about 10 cents. He sold in very good condition for $32.97. Now, right now we're all talking about used stuff. We're going to get to the, the new stuff here in a second. And then here's a CRT TV. This was an example in one of the earlier slides, but he sells lots of vintage CRTs. And this was a, a big auction lot of vintage computer equipments that he won the whole the lot for 80 bucks. And so he's made, far, made so far $1,500 profit from just that one lot of $80. And he did that on eBay. That's $55 plus shipping. So the reason people, if you're asking why would somebody want this, a lot of folks who are like my age are like remembering the older video games and the way some of those video games, like the 8-bit games were made for these TVs. And so they just... I don't know if they look better. I mean, this is not my thing at all, but they just, they, it looks more like, you know, like you're in 1985 again. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if that helps. So those are the, nice those right are the used, examples <laughs> of used items. <laughs> you're laughing about 1985. Life was simpler in the 80s. It was. Oh my just, gosh. You know. <laughs> yeah. The old Ataris and the CRT TVs. Um, but so those are, those are you saying some of you are like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd love to do that. I'd love to go to garage sales and thrift stores. I'd love to, uh, do consignment and sell on eBay. Uh, some of folks love the, the hunt, love looking for these treasures and, uh, and, and selling them. And some people are like, absolutely not. That is not me. And so that's okay. If, if you're more of like, I don't want to mess with having to con continually look for new inventory like that. I don't want to store it. I don't want to ship it myself. I don't want to do eBay at all. Um, then we're going to talk, talk to you here in just a second. Cause there's, I mean, most of our students are doing brand new stuff on Amazon. They're doing what we call replenishables. So this is not a replenishable. You're not going to be able, if you go to a garage sale, you may be able to go to another garage sale down the street and find one potentially, but it's not like a guarantee that you're ever going to be able to, to find this again. Now these are abundant. So, but like something like this, who knows how many of those are left or how many of those are left or how many of those are out there right now. So most of the people that are in our group, for example, they're, they're making their living. They're able to quit their job because of what we call replens or replenishable items. And those are things that you can walk into a Walmart and find off the shelf, regular retail pricing and still make a profit on it. So it's, it's guaranteed that you're going to be able to, you're still going to be able to consistent, consistently find it and consistently sell it. Essentially. This is not that. Now, the cool thing about these though, is most folks that are doing the replans, you're not usually consistently able to buy something for $8 and sell it for $49.75 or buy it for 80 and make $1,500 profit. So there's definitely pros and cons on either side. Um, the, what we're going to talk about now is a little bit more, maybe a little more uh, stable, predictable, I would say, honey, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you have a, a 
different foundation. It really just, a lot of it depends on personality and stuff too, but you can have a better idea, um, you know, or this, like you said, you can't always spend that $80 to get the 1500. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can, but it's not something you can bank on happening every month or every week or whatever. Right. Um, so you the wouldn't other be able to do this with your about. the way with the your particular situation with your family it'd be really hard for you to be doing garage sales and thrift stores and estate sales all the time. It would be a lot more challenging. Um, you know, I yeah, and storing it is sounds crazy to me. I have stuff for a lot of people in my house. I don't want to store a lot of product. Um, some people, you know, you have the space for that. You have the time you want to be packing this up or shipping it, or, you know, you have a team that can help with that. So for some people, it's a good fit. Um, but yeah, for me, I needed simple, basic, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just something I didn't have to think and work as hard for, I guess. <laughs> yep. True. Cause your, your business almost like right now is kind of on autopilot, isn't it? <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this I still, right here I would not be things. autopilot unless you have like people out there shopping for you. Yes, going to and you could sales have for a team. You. Absolutely. Yeah. You could have a team set up for that. Um, yeah. but I think that the really cool stuff, the really cool thing about all of this and all of the whole e-commerce world is that it can be, um, you know, it, it can be fit to any different family. Like you do things differently than I do. Yes. I do things, you know, we both do different things than all the other people that in all the communities that we're in. Um, and everybody has a different thing that works well for their family. So it's kind of cool to be able to see all these different pieces and some people thrive on this and this is mm -hmm. what they love. Um, it would be a lot more challenging for me to figure out how to do this kind of stuff. My kids in garage sales, it's like <laughs> Christmas and it's, they love it, but it's so chaotic. I don't right? do them often because I'm like, okay, I got to rein everybody in. It's just easier for me to go to a store or to yes. do things online. So, um, you know, you figure out what fits best for you. Um, exactly. I think this stuff is awesome, but it just doesn't make sense with our life either. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about new inventory and I kind of have a feeling that most people are going to be here and this is kind of what you're going for. Uh, and so this will be very applicable to you. So new inventory. So the next uh, level on the pyramid is retail arbitrage. And that's just simply you're finding things, you're doing arbitrage, which is you're buying at one place, selling it for another at another place. In this case, you're buying it at a retail store, selling it on Amazon or eBay or I mean, it could be Facebook marketplace even for new stuff too. But most people are doing Amazon. Uh, just because that's there's so many customers there and um, and you're going into regular retail stores so now we're going to give you some actual stores instead of saying well inventory is everywhere guys it is that's true and you can probably find something everywhere but we're going to give you some actual names of stores examples of items that you can be thinking about to at least get your brain thinking about oh i've seen that or i know that niche it's always helpful whenever i do a podcast interview and i talk to somebody who's been doing this for a while like honey and uh, say, what's some advice you'd give a new person? And they would say, because if, if I tell you to go into a Walmart and start looking for inventory, holy cow, that's overwhelming. There's just so much. Where do you even start? And the, without fail, they almost always say, start with the aisle that you know. Because if you walk into, let's say you're into sports and outdoors and you know, let's say you, you, you fish a lot, you're going to know if you see a price on Amazon, if that's a high price or not, if that's more than what you would normally spend. And so as you're scrolling through listings, if you see something on, a, you see a, a bait on the shelf for $3, you're going to know that if you see it on Walmart or see it on Amazon for 10, that's going to make you stop and wonder why is that 10, you know, and that it just give you, because, but me, I, I may not know that $10 is too much, but so if you start with something, you know, it's just a huge advantage. So we're going to talk about national stores and regional stores. And there's, I don't know, there's so many examples. We could fill up a whole webinar <laughs> so with different many. types of stores, but <laughs> national stores are simply stores that exist pretty much anywhere in the country. It's Walmart, Target, Kohl's, Lowe's, Home Depot. We could say, Stores like I mentioned Joanne Fabrics earlier, there's probably, I don't know that they're in every single city like some of these stores are, but they're at least a store that pretty much has a presence everywhere. Yep. Honey, is there anything that I'm missing that are major stores that would you say national that are national? Um, Dollar General's national. Yes. Right? Um, yes. Dollar Tree. There's a lot of, um, there's, I could probably think of a bunch more, but I'm, they might be regional to me and I just think they're national. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, dollar general is a great example. We have yes. a lot of people that do dollar general, do dollar yes. tree. Yeah. Dollar tree is great because you can do, you can be sourcing while you're doing something else. 
Because you know what everything you know costs. The price is a dollar. <laughs> yep, that's one you know of your, that was one you know of my your buy cost. <laughs> so real quick, if you're wanting to do that, like you could be literally in the car, your your spouse is driving, and you're looking for items. You could just look for um, look for Dollar Tree items. Go into the Amazon seller app if you know some of the brand names that are associated with Dollar Tree or Dollar General. Just scroll through, and if you see a Dollar Tree brand, for example, I know one is called Greenbrier. You could search Greenbrier and just look for bundles, look for multi-packs, and you know if there's a bundle of three items that the buy cost is going to be three bucks. You don't have to then go to their (laughs) site and check it out. So (laughs) national stores are, are a great option. The good news is that these stores are everywhere and pretty much, I mean, most of you probably are within driving distance of all of these um, but the bad news is that these stores are everywhere. <laughs> what I mean yeah. by that is that there's a lot more competition. It means every other seller out there has access to these stores as well. So they may be able to, you know, be able to see the same deals that you're finding, the same products that you're finding. And there's plenty of products to go around, plenty of customers. But like if you have, you know, simple economics, if you have 50 sellers on an item and the demand is not very much, the price is going to go down. You know, supply and demand's a is a thing in e-commerce too. And so as if, if you notice things that go on sale, um, you'll see those on Amazon pretty quickly, especially if they come from stores like Walmart and the price will go down as the sellers go up and honey's our keepograph person. Uh, you see as the, as the price um, starts to, as the, the price goes down, sellers uh, go down to, um, what am I saying here? Sellers go up. The price sellers go up. Price goes often down. Often yeah. goes down. Exactly. Yeah, because as more sellers like, see the deal, they send in inventory. Yeah. The price just tanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So these can be good. There's we have lots and lots and lots of students that sell find replenishable products, products that you can get over and over again at all of these stores, especially Walmart and Target. Um, the bad news is that everybody has access to them. So this is where I want you to be thinking about what's around you because this, whenever I get on a call with somebody that's one-on-one and they just need a little bit, little bit of help, uh, honey, our, our friend, Lewis Preston, who's in Japan, yeah, you and I yeah. both got a chance to talk to him privately yeah. guys. He's a missionary. He's on my podcast, uh, last week, I think. And he, he wrote me an email saying, Ryan, I'm struggling. This is what I, I'm a missionary in Japan. It's just things are just, he has unique challenges by being there. He can't go into a Walmart and a Target. So he's going to have to do some online arbitrage stuff. And he just was hitting a wall. And so I started just naming, asking him some questions, some of the same questions we're going to ask tonight to get you guys thinking of what might be unique to you in your area. So regional stores are awesome. For, the, for this reason here, because they're not everywhere. So, which means that, you know, Honey has, now I think we're, I think we've got an Ollie's here in North Texas now, but oh. um, these are stores that not every other seller has access to, which means that your competition is way, way less. So think about things that, um, and you may not even realize that some of the stores near you are regional. Because if you don't travel a lot or you're just not thinking about it, uh, you may think that everybody has a Meyer, and they don't. It's mostly in the Midwest. They were originated, I think, in Michigan. Is that right? I Meyer believe stores. so. I believe they're so. all over Indiana. Like Honey could probably be in a couple of different Meyers within just you know a thirty minute drive yep. for her. <laughs> At least, yeah. Um, I have no Meyer anywhere close. I'm in Dallas area. I don't know where the nearest Meyer is for me. We have a Dirt Cheap. We have a New Ollie's. Piggly Wiggly, I think that's a Southern uh, U.S. Yes. grocery store. Yep. I have nothing like that anywhere close. Sprouts is, I, I think they may be kind of national, but they're not, I don't remember them in Indiana. Um, I don't think we have them. They're in a I've lot of places, but they're, there's just, a, there's a couple close, really close by to us. Safeway grocery stores. I remember when I lived in D.C., those were on the Atlantic. Um, H-E-B is a Texas-based grocery store. Kroger, there's lots of Kroger's. What's cool about Kroger though is they have like in the Northwest, they're called um, Fred's, I think. Fred Meyer. Yeah, Fred Meyer. That's right. Fred, Fred Meyer, Meyer has is connected to Kroger. Yep. yep. And, and I was going to say QFC, but I don't know if they are or not. So QFC yep. is another um, regional grocery. Oh, so Albertsons. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of different regional grocery stores are really good for that, actually. But yes. there's a lot of places that you can find things there that. Maybe it's similar. Like I know at Meyer, you know, you can 
buy your Cheerios or whatever, but maybe it's a different size than you find in a Walmart. You know, maybe it's a no clue. I'm just totally throwing this up. Maybe it's like a 14 ounce instead of a 16 ounce box of something. You know, I don't know what sizes right. they are. Um, right. But there's things like that. They're going to be specific to your area that other people aren't going to have the same mm-hmm. access to that kind of stuff. And it can be specific types of items as well, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another thing that a lot of our sellers do, they sell store brands. So Meyer has yes. their own store brand. Uh, HEB has their own store brand, meaning for example, like, you know, uh, I always use the green bean example. So there's green giant green beans, but also Walmart has great value brand. HEB, I'm pretty sure has their own brand of green beans. It's just, it's probably the same green beans that are in the Walmart can. It just has a different label on the outside. And so those all potentially have different listings on Amazon. And so if you live near an HEB, you have access to those things that all these other parts of the country have do not have access to or may not even know exist. Some people have never heard of HEB or some people never, never, never heard of Bucky's. That's a big, that's a gas station actually in Texas. <laughs> yeah. I think they have some in Alabama or across <laughs> the South, but it's, it's a gas station. That's like a Walmart and they have products that are Bucky's brand products that mm-hmm. sell on Amazon that honey has no, there's no Bucky's even anywhere close to her. Nope. Right. No, nope, I've heard of them, but that's it. There is yeah. nowhere, nowhere near us. <laughs> So that would be an advantage. Anybody that has a Bucky's near them, look for products that have the Bucky's brand that's unique. You're not looking for the things that you're going to find at, you know, a Walmart. Now, Honey's right though. It could be something unique. It could be that same type of Cheerios, but just in a different box. It could be um, some regions have different Oreos, or maybe they just their Oreos may come out at a different time. Um, look for exclusive stuff. If yeah. it says exclusive. Um, look at that because, you know, Piggly Wiggly may get the Oreos before Meyer does. And who knows? You just, you have advantages depending on where you live. And every region has regional stores to them that the other regions don't have access to. So one thing you could be doing is just think about what stores are near me that when I travel, I don't remember. Like if I'm, you know, I'm in Texas. So HEB, there's a there's only one in Dallas, I think. We have central markets. But when I travel to Indiana, I know that there's no HEB around and vice versa. Just think about, I just traveled here and what is not there? When I went on my vacation, what were the grocery stores near there? Or you know, what did that location not have that I do have at home? Or even do a search on Google for regional stores, Iowa. And maybe there's a, a certain store that you've just grown up with and you think, oh, doesn't everybody have this store? Uh, no, not necessarily. And this is also, I was just thinking on um, like Rite Aid, CVS. Yes. Some of those places. There's a lot of those places that are really good places to find product. But like we don't have a Rite Aid anywhere out here. I used to live in the Northwest and that's what mm-hmm. there was. Um, but yes. we have CVS here and Walgreens and other things. So there are a lot of places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the pharmacy places, which also have a lot of grocery and you know, other home items and candy and all kinds of stuff. Um, so those are other regional places as well. Yes. The pharmacies all have their own, uh, over-the-counter medicines. I know we have some folks in our group that sell that type of stuff uh, over the counter that are region that are, uh, if you, if you, I guess if you have to be, if you're approved for the, yeah. would it be health and personal care? Yeah. They, I think they have new, res- new restrictions for like, uh, vitamins and that kind of stuff now, but, um, you can sell it on yeah, eBay. there's, there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff. I don't know if you have on here Menards. Oh, I forgot Menards. Yeah, yes. Menards is big. Menards um, is in the Midwest. Yes, Menards is. I think it's uh, actually in another slide. With it's like a Lowe's. It's like a Lowe's. It's, I thought I saw that. Um, it's like a Lowe's kind of thing, you know, Home Depot, but it's um, very much just a regional area. Now, Menards, if you've never been in one, it's like a Lowe's, but they also have like, um, they have aisles of food and groceries mm-hmm. and um, lotions and soaps. And I mean, they've got all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've actually found replenishable items from Menards that are not even like home improvement things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that, that you can keep in mind as well. Um, if you have any kind of stores and it can be, yes. you know, it might be grocery and it might be one of these other things, but it might also be, um, you know, some kind of a craft store that's local to you, or it might be, a 
you know, a home improvement type store. It can be a lot of different kinds of things as well. Absolutely. So yeah, honey, tell me this. let's yeah. say that, um, that you, you come down to Texas and you went into an HEB store and let's say that you've never been one before. Where would you, where would you start? Um, I mean, cause there's a lot, we have folks in here that are already selling on Amazon and maybe do some traveling. And what's a tip that you would tell them if you walk into a, a new area, new store, you've never been to what, what's a tip you would give somebody? Well, I think it's kind of what you already said. And maybe, this, maybe this doesn't make sense, but to me, I would go to the areas that I'm still familiar with. You know, maybe uh-huh. I don't know, um, their specific store or their brand or whatever, but I might look for things that I've never seen, or I might look for the areas that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I know I can sell, you know, crackers or chips or whatever stuff. And I've sold that and it's been well, or I'm going to go to their canned fruit section or whatever. I think I I know I sold well before and I'm going to go there. I'm going to look and see if there's something that's, you know, maybe similar to what I've sold before. Maybe it's a different brand of something. Um, I know um, when I lived in the Northwest, they had this brand of chili, canned chili, Mm-hmm. that you could get there and it was awesome. And it was like our favorite canned chili, which is funny because I don't, I don't do like canned chili now. We, you know, I got a big crew to feed, so we just make it right. ourselves, but um, it was really good stuff. Well, you can't get it here. So mm-hmm. that's that brand of chili that they only sold in the Northwest is a really good thing to, to consider. Wow. Yes. If they have this here, I can, you know, people that are not from areas like I lived for in Seattle for six, seven years. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of years that, that I had access to that. Now yep. I can't get it. If I want it, I'm not going to go drive to Seattle to go get my chili. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say, wait a minute, maybe I can find it online somewhere. Um, right. And Amazon's the place that people go for that. Sometimes right. eBay, sometimes other places, but really for something like that, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Amazon and say, is somebody selling this because I want to get it and I don't want to have to drive to Seattle to get it. So I'll pay somebody else to take care of that for me. Um, exactly. It's things like that, you know, things that might be a regional thing if I'm aware of those things, or it might be things that I'm looking for that are, maybe similar to things I, I know that I've bought. Um, yep, like this right not, here. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is awesome. <laughs> I was just said food's the easiest one to think of. There's yep. other things too, but food's a great example. You mentioned with your chili, Mike sells as a brand. I've mentioned this before in webinars with honey. It's a, it's a potato chip company that it's in the Midwest and we don't have it here. I remember when living in Indiana, you go to every grocery store and they'd have yep. Mike sells potato <laughs> chips. Now I don't have them. So if, if I was like, Oh my gosh, I miss Mike sells. Well, I'm not going to drive to Indiana just for chips. I would go to see my parents, but not just for potato chips. So I'm going to go on Amazon. <laughs> Think about, and I'm in Texas. So, you know, salsa and barbecue sauce come to mind. I know that these brands are not everywhere at every store. So especially if you lived in an area like honey lived in Seattle area and now she's not there, you're going to miss certain products. And so where are you going to find those things? You're going to, you're going to go online. What a burger is a hamburger chain that's in Texas, Oklahoma, maybe Arkansas too, I think, but their condiments sell really well on Amazon. And I can get those at my local grocery store. I do not think Honey can walk into her local Kroger and no. find Whataburger condiments. Not yet, at least. I have not <laughs> seen those. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Steak and Shake, actually. Now, I know they're a national. They're all over the country. Um, but Steak and Shake seasoning sell on Amazon, too. I've sold those before. Have you? <laughs> yep. Awesome. So, guys, if you're thinking about restaurants that are close to you, restaurant chains that have con- condiments. Yep. Um, so, not only grocery stores, but restaurant chains that might be close to you that have things that that sell. I know like in, um, in the South, there's a hamburger place called Milo's and their, their iced tea is really famous. Not that you're going to sell iced tea on Amazon, but I'm um, just an example like that. There might be something that you just frequent, uh, that you don't realize necessarily is not everywhere and start just start searching for those brands. Cracker barrels, a fun place to yes. source too. That's a restaurant yes. that has like a whole store. So yes. they have all kinds of things that I've sold um, on Amazon as well. It's, it's a regional thing They're I don't think they're everywhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. This is, these are some questions when I get on a call one-on-one with somebody that is struggling, I don't do a lot of that, but sometimes I'll, if somebody emails me and they just like, man, I just really need help. Um, I'll either, you know, say, Hey, we have somebody named Honeywoods who's good at that. Or I got folks that um, are awesome at doing these, uh, you know, one-off type of calls with folks just to get their head on straight. But 
one guy in particular, I'll just give you an example. Some of the things I told him that we mentioned him earlier, honey also was gracious and spent um, a decent amount of time with him on a call, but Lewis Preston out of, of Japan, I, I, I asked him what's, what's unique about your situation. So he's from Canada and he's a Canadian American. He's dual citizenship and lives in Japan. So he had um, definitely some challenges, but he also had some unique opportunities and that, you know, he had access to products that are in Japan that he can sell on the, in here in the U S and Canada. And he's doing that. He's doing arbitrage. It's really interesting. Doing arbitrage from Japan to U S U S to Japan, Canada to Japan um, and, and vice versa. And so he's just kind of found his niche now of things that work for him with his unique of situation. So what are some things that might be unique to you? Where do you live? We talked about the regional stores. Think about maybe if you have a full-time job, what products, what relationships do you have related to that job? What um, people, who do you know that's at a regular job? What products do they have at their, their place of business? Who might they know? Um, do you frequent, like, for example, are you friends with the guy that runs the pool store nearby? Because, you know, those are, that's something unique that like a lot, those are some products that are just harder for every other Amazon seller to get. Like, you're not going to be able to, um, get an account with some certain types of companies. So somebody who has a brick and mortar store may have a relationship with a wholesale company that if you know them or just become friends with them and say, Hey, you want to sell more of your product? I know how to sell products online. So do you want to sell more of this and just do some type of deal with them? Like we used to sell uh, pool supplies because I had a friend that had a relationship with a local pool store guy. I think it wasn't like he was friends. He became friends with them because he could sell online. And so we just bought pool products from him through his account and paid him 10% over his, his wholesale price. And that gave us access to a supplier that we never would have been able to on our own. We could have picked up the phone, called that same pool supplier, and they would say, nope, sorry, you don't have a store or you're, you're not in the pool business. They only worked with pool people. They were okay with their products on Amazon, but it had to be through that guy, through that relationship. So think about those types of things. What's unique to your area? What interests do you have? What experience do you have? Um, did you like one example, like let's say that you're in the medical field, maybe you can buy home healthcare type products that if I tried to call that company, they're going to be like, no, you're not in the healthcare industry. Anything that's going to be a barrier for other sellers is going to be something that you want to start looking into. Maybe you are at a, or no, somebody in the auto parts, maybe that you have access to wholesale distributors of products. Uh, that have things that are just unique, different, weird, boring, boring products sell very well. Yeah. Things that you would think that's who in the world would buy that. <laughs> just start searching for those things on Amazon. And you may be surprised at some of the boring products that sell. Um, so just, and this is where you, you may take some time and go back over this. I'll send out a replay to everybody tomorrow, but you may want to think about and get out a piece of paper. And as I'm reading out these things, just start jotting down names of people that come to mind when I say some of this stuff. Lewis, for example, his, um, his uncle runs um, a, a couple of restaurants. And so because of that relationship, he potentially has access to restaurant supply companies that only restaurants can buy from. So you guys get my point there. I mean, that's something that most people aren't going to go to the work to try to do that. But even if they did, they may have a, a wall there because they're not a restaurant. They don't, they're just not in that business. So, but it's no, no big deal for somebody like his, his uncle to order extra cases of this ketchup. It sells really well on Amazon. He's going to buy two for his restaurant, two cases, and he's going to get Lewis an extra case. I don't know if Lewis is using that relationship or not, but that's an example of something that he could do. Um, just if you have somebody that's in a restaurant business or any type of business that are buying from a wholesale company, see if you can get a list of the products that they have available. I have a friend that's in the tortilla business and also has a little tiny um, shop that he sells tacos and things. And he has access to companies like Cisco Foods and Ben E. Keith Foods, big, huge distributors that I could not probably get an account with. He already has an account. So I could easily just go to him and say, hey, you know, uh, Steve, do you can I get a list of all of their products and their software? You can run those product lists through and it'll tell you what, what the good ones are selling on Amazon. Our friend, Jim Cockrum, 
has a, he just posted this in the My Silent Team group. He has a friend who ha- owns a hardware store, a, a, an Indiana-based hardware store. And so he got access because of that relationship to all of their suppliers. I think he's got access to their backend computer system for ordering. So he can see all of the products that they have access to purchase and can now potentially buy all of those that are profitable. So he's going to have a VA go through that or pull a list and use a software tool. So pretty sweet things. If you just think about who you might know, uh, what is something that you have access to that's unique Honey, anything else come to mind or anything I've not said that? No, this is awesome. This is this is the kind of stuff that sets you apart that will help um, you to have the less competition that, um, you know, you won't be just selling the same thing that everybody else is selling. This stuff is what really um, helps your business to um, even have more stability, <laughs> you know, right. because you don't have the competition. You don't have 30 other people trying to sell the exact same thing. These are special things that can set your business apart and can make it even more potential. It has more potential profit. Um, you know, sure. if you, if you know what you're doing and you, um, work on those relationships, absolutely. This mm-hmm. is just awesome. Absolutely. Great. Questions. Are you in farming or do you know a farmer? They have access yep. to unique products that other people either can't get because they're not in the farming business or don't even know exist, yep. but only farmers know that they're, they're out there. Uh, are you a teacher or know a teacher? Teachers have access to certain teacher supply stores. Maybe there's, maybe a lot of people can buy from those, but they may be sources that not everybody even knows about. So we didn't even touch on online arbitrage. We talked about retail stores, regional and national, but then there's all the .com sites that you could potentially order from. And there's some yeah. no-name .com sites that the general public have no idea that even exist, but they have profitable products that you can order from. And that's pretty much all Honey's doing now is online arbitrage. You're not going into stores now. You're buying from online stores. We did this week just, you know, for fun because it's Q4. But um, yeah, I I really almost never, ever go anymore. Um, It's a lot easier for me to just keep reordering the same stuff that I know will sell. Um, You know, I know how to do the research. Is it selling? All right. Well, I'm going to send more of this in. Um, Yeah, it's. It really can be done completely from home. Um, if you have someone else that will help get your products to Amazon for you, there it could be completely hands off. Most of my products, other than us, you know, going in the store this week, um, I don't have to see it. I don't have to touch it. I just have to send it and have someone else take care of it for me. So um, those things are really awesome too about this business. Uh, bye bye, everyone. See you next week.